Well, welcome, dear listeners, to the Just Go Bike podcast. This is Kyle Munson, uh, one of the crazy cyclists who cycles in and out of the host chair for the podcast. This is the series where we talk about bicycling just for the fun of it. We have stories from all across Ragbri Nation and around the world. So come for the bikes, stay for the fun, and leave with a smile. And this episode is a real treat here in early, I guess, verging on spring 2021. I am at Bike World in West Des Moines, and we are going to talk about the year ahead in bicycling and all of the bikes and gear and tune-ups and everything you're going to need this year. And I am with two of the masters, the Zen masters in the bicycle retail and repair space, the father-son team of Forrest and Biff Ridgeway. So welcome, Forrest, to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Kyle. It's great to be here. And uh, yeah, the Zen, I wonder if I should sit with my legs crossed or something like that then. <laughs> and welcome, Biff, to the podcast. Good morning. Thanks for having us. So let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, obviously, you guys are in long time, uh, not just in the industry, but friends to Ragbri. And we've held birthday parties for Ragbri co-founder John Karras here. You have giant Ragbri posters on the on the wall. So uh, a lot to talk about, but I wanted to come talk to you guys for the podcast because we all know what 2020 was like, the weird pandemic year, which was actually a bicycle boom. Uh, A lot of people, myself included, biked probably more miles than we have in years. And so my first question was going into 2021, uh, you're going to have a lot of people that still love to bicycle. What's it going to be like? Let's keep it simple. First question. What's it going to be like just to get a new bike this year? Is that going to be hard? <laughs> Near impossible is probably the better way to put it. It's uh, going to be a very difficult year. Uh, there is nothing in the pipeline for manufacturers. And uh, the bikes that we have coming in for this year, we pretty much know what they are. We're booked out a year ago. And so uh, we're booking bikes into 2022 already. Uh, so this will be a very unique and challenging year, a fun year, exciting year, a high demand year. Uh, so it'll be fun to see how it all pans out. <laughs> So uh, will there be certain kinds of bikes then, or would, would, like, if you're a certain type of a rider, should you opt for, you know, one style this year and wait a few years for the next one, or any strategies there? You know, right now, excuse me, inventory as a whole is an issue. Um, We certainly saw different categories that we struggled with last year. This year, we're going to struggle with uh, other categories that maybe were decent last year. So for us, what we've done is we've kind of compiled all the information of what's coming in in the future, and we have all that information handy so we can work with the customer to figure out what suits their needs the best and uh, give them a time line of when we're going to have something if we don't currently have it yeah i mean is there any difference in main big categories like road bikes mountain bikes gravel bikes recumbent bikes any any one of those that's kind of drop the, bar bikes meaning gravel road is definitely one of the thinner categories that we have right now so what we've talked uh, and tried to get the word out is let people know they need to come in earlier or sooner than later uh, if we need to get them a bike yeah what I mean, do you guys have, have you, you've had time to reflect on this just besides the pandemic and people being able to be outdoors and and on a bike versus indoors gathering in large events. Was there anything else that was driving the big bicycle boom of 2020? Uh, I don't know. Just what, what what have you guys talked about? Well, you know, having uh, been a kid that grew up pretty much in the sixties and the freedom of being outside, it was enjoyable for me to see 
children today experience that sort of lifestyle where they were outside together as friends. They were enjoying bikes. They were enjoying playing football in the side lot, you know, the neighborhood lot. And, and people were just having fun outside. We saw people come together as families that were tired of being cooped up. They were tired of being a teacher and an employer or employee, <laughs> and uh, they wanted to get those kids out of the house. And the bike became a great place for them to do that. And that was so exciting to see. Uh, the bike boom that we experienced is a lot like the bike boom in the very early 70s. In the mm -hmm. very early 70s, uh, in talking to people that were in the industry, I remember one story of a dealer who said, my mechanics on a Saturday morning would have people lined up waiting for them. And once the wheels and the pedals and the handlebars and the saddle got on, they'd rip the bike out of the repair stand and just take it to the front and buy it. And that was, <laughs> that was about what we experienced this year, where if you had a product with wheels and handlebars and a saddle, it was gone. And, uh, and it was fun to see, yet uh, it was frightening in the sense that our inventory looked like we were going out of business all the time because we had no inventory. Uh, so it was really an exciting year, a fun year, and this year, honestly, will be very similar to that. Wow. You know, I hadn't thought about that before, uh, thinking back to the kind of the founding era of Ragbri in the 1970s and the boom, and now almost 50 years later, we have a much different circumstances, but kind yes. of some of the similar circumstances for, for bikes. Um, well, so you mentioned mechanics. Uh, well, before we get to that, though, besides the supply issue, any just cool gear or any kind of trends that are coming online this year, even if maybe people can't get their hands on them in a month or two, but just what should they look out for and just yeah. cool new bike gear? From the bike perspective, uh, e-bikes have been one of our largest categories and growing categories over the last few years, actually. But uh, this past year was ended up being our third largest category from a financial perspective. Wow. And we are seeing anybody and everybody buying them, and uh, they're just leaving the door at pairs at a time. So <laughs> Now, and these have been changing quite a bit. I... I I haven't ridden an e-bike really, like maybe for several feet someplace, but they used to be these bulky things with giant batteries, but they've really slimmed down, right? They have. Uh, and it, you, the offering used to be pretty small. You said, hey, here's three models that we have. Uh, odds are we're probably going to have a problem with it at some point. And now <laughs> we sell hundreds of them. We have no issues with them, and they're for everybody. Um, we're going to have to get you on one. That's yeah. <laughs> You'll be hooked, Kyle. <laughs> That's right. As, as I age, and they'll be looking more and more attractive. I mean, I guess I say that, but I, I do love the fact that it seems like e-bikes are keeping people on bikes longer so, so that's one thing they're they're bringing new bikes into the sport where maybe one spouse or a friend was intimidated by riding and the other one enjoyed it this puts them on equal playing field number one and number two it does keep somebody who is starting to i'll use the term age out of cycling and it keeps them in the sport longer as do trikes and we're selling a lot of trikes and a lot of e-trikes also now and uh, it's pretty exciting to see and as we all get older um we uh we kind of enjoy that little bit of help. And uh, what we look at as an industry, I think we were a little snooty about e-bikes for a number of years. And now our attitude is it's just a new technology, much like the first bikes didn't have pedals. The first bikes didn't have air in the tires. The first bikes didn't have gears. The first bikes didn't have brakes. We've adapted to all those technologies as they came into our lives. And now this is a new technology. And so it's something to be embraced and, and not shunned. And once you get on a bike, I will tell you right now, you'll come back with a smile. It'll be so wide, you won't be able to get it off your face for about an hour and a half. I mean, it's, it's so much fun to ride an e-bike, and they come in mountain bikes, 
city hybrid style bikes, road bikes, and you can you can just go out and have a wee of a time on an e-bike. Yeah, no, that's cool. I mean, it's a good thing. And uh, I mean, the, the, the commuting aspect too, I guess, being able to, to do that and not break so much of a sweat that you have to shower. Although, I don't know if people are going into offices as much anymore. So many different kind of clashing trends or, or crossover trends there. Um, so uh, how about other gear? Like I'm just thinking of, it could be anything. Uh, so many bike helmets these days, for instance, they, they're, they're lit so well themselves, it almost looks like you have fireworks coming off your head or uh, rim brakes, uh, I mean, versus uh, uh, disc brakes or maybe tubeless tires, I mean, anything else like that that's a trend. You've hit on a few of them, actually. Uh, tubeless is here, and it's been a great technology. Uh, in Iowa, do we need it for the thorns and all of that? Not quite as much as they do in the south, but uh, for us, what it allows you to do is run at a lower pressure. Mm -hmm. So most of our customers, they want comfort out of their bike. And so the trend now, you'll notice on road bikes, is the disc brakes, which allow for larger tires. So we're running larger tires with tubeless at a lower pressure. You go out, and it's like riding on a cloud. You know, our, <laughs> <laughs> our bike trails they have potholes, they have bridge transitions, they have cracks from the weather, and now you can go out there and be as comfortable as you want to be. Um, it's kind of interesting though, last year was so busy that we didn't have a huge focus on new technology because we just wanted anything. So anything yeah. we could get in here, we were selling. So there was a less of a uh, introduction of new products and more of a, let's just get product. Yeah. And you saw that from the manufacturer's perspective. They were not working on all new product. They were just saying, oh, holy cow, we've got to produce as much as we can produce to uh, get out to the consumers with the demand that exists right now. So we didn't see as much new technology. And we probably won't, in all fairness, for another two years. The pipeline is still pretty empty, and we see things staying pretty much the same technologically for a couple of years. And then I'm sure you'll see huge booms in technology again. That's cool. And are, uh, are tubeless tires as reliable as, as tubes or more reliable? How would you characterize that? I now? would call them more reliable. Okay. Um, the technology now is there to where we don't have problems with it. Uh, benefit is you're not going to get a pinch flat like a regular tube. And that's what also allows you to run that lower pressure. Okay. That's great. Well, since we've kind of veered into the mechanical side, let's talk about that. So you know, lots of issues with supply, but what about just getting a bike in tune up, you guys having the parts to do it? Uh, when should people schedule to be able to, to have a spring tune-up done? What about some of those ideas? Today would be great. <laughs> as soon as the weather turned, right yes, we went from a day out to uh, quite a bit longer than that, longer than we would like to. But what we saw last year was as soon as you can buy a new bike, people were bringing in bikes to get them repaired. Well, then we ran out of parts. At some point, we were actually, we had to patch a couple tubes last year, which I've never done in my entire life. <laughs> But uh, we have some parts now. Uh, we're back and running. But uh, this whole year, there is going to be a little bit of supply chain issue again. And what is the toughest part to get? Is, or is it tires themselves or tubes or something but else? I would say last year, rubber was a big deal. Tires and tubes, uh, there were very basic repair parts that were hard to get. You couldn't buy a seven-speed rear derailleur, for instance. So a bike from the 70s or 80s that needed a seven-speed derailleur because they'd crashed on it was not available anywhere. I mean, wow. we were trying to buy things on eBay. <laughs> just to fix bikes for customers. And uh, this year, knowing that it was going to be hard, we spent all winter really trying to source odd things like that. So our inventory is huge right now. And of course, we did not know if Ragbri would happen or not. And mm -hmm. so we want to set aside products. So when we're on Ragbri, we can service the needs of the customer because we know that tomorrow morning they have to wake up and ride 70 more miles. And so <laughs> so we're trying to uh, you know balance out our inventory. So we save some things back for Ragbri, but it still will be a bit of a tight year. Wow. 
That's interesting. I mean, to put it in perspective, we had a manufacturer that an, an order of bikes was being um, delayed, and we called and said, hey, what gives? Uh, this thing should have shipped two weeks ago. We found out, well, they didn't have the pedals to ship. We said, we don't care. Ship us the bikes without pedals. We'll put pedals on it once they get here. But but it was that sort of supply chain issue that that is occurring that is affecting all availability of product and it's not it's not the manufacturers of the bikes that can't produce frames and forks it's the manufacturers of components that aren't able to produce enough crank sets and derailleurs and and shifters and things like that that's interesting ship them without the pedals we just need, we need to get <laughs> them in the, the store <laughs> um so okay so and of course i think nearly all the listeners of this podcast know about ragbri the registers annual great bicycle ride across iowa which is happening this year which um i participated in the announcement party in january in iowa city and we were planning on it then it was looking dicey but with the spread of vaccines and just the situation it looks like we're going to have a, a more normal summer um and ragbri can happen uh, it might look a little different, but you guys will be out there then to try to repair bikes and, and try to keep up your ragbri traditions. So people should try to get their spring tune-ups as early as possible, and then just we'll see what happens for the rest of the year and, and try to do what we can. I the, guess. the best bet really for a repair is to go to your local bike shop, make a phone call, and get a reservation. Get in line so they can say, yep, we're out two weeks, so bring your bike in on the 15th of May or whatever the date happens to be, and then they'll be able to get you in and out within a day versus just drop your bike off and have it set for a couple of weeks. So we're really encouraging and our technology is so much greater now than it was 20 years ago with computers that we can go through and we can book out all the way into to Ragbri actually. Yeah. And so uh, the best thing is to really call your local store and, uh, and book an appointment sometime before Ragbri gets uh, much closer that's smart okay that's that's really smart and then uh one of the co-hosts here on the podcast andrea parrot she was wondering what about just boxes for bike boxes for ragbri is that an issue or is, it, is that not related to the other supply issues uh that won't be for us um most people who are shipping their bike their bikes with uh cardboard boxes and for someone like us with a warehouse we always have boxes laying around so if a person needed to ship their bike from out of state go to your local bike shop call them uh let them know that you're gonna need a box on this day and they'll set it aside for you that's great um so you uh maybe just remind listeners of course we're i said we're in the the giant bike world i guess hq here in west des moines but just what's your the scope of your operation now how do you describe it to people for (laughs) (laughs) well we're very fortunate and blessed we we have over fifty thousand square feet of space between our three locations and we stock multiple thousands of bikes at a time normally not right now unfortunately and uh and and a lot of it is and we really revere ragbri and what it's done for cycling in the state of iowa and the country and the world in all fairness and uh so it's amazing that it's spawned off this great culture of enthusiastic cyclists that have now in the Des Moines metro area uh, created this great trail system that people enjoy on a daily basis and uh, so it's it's been fun to be a part of that. Uh, you know, Biff's been on Ragbri since he was born, actually, every single year of his life from age one on, and I've been on all but two Ragbris. And uh, it, it's a part of our DNA, our life, if you will, and we've enjoyed it. Uh, but I'll admit it was kind of nice having a week off last year too. So, <laughs> you know, not camping out at 100 degrees at night. <laughs> so, but it, it's exciting for us to see Ragbri back again and be a part of it again. So we're we're happy about that. 
That's fun. Hey, did you guys, I know it was a busy year for the biking industry, but because of the weird year, did you get to bike yourselves anywhere new or, or try any kind of new roads, trails, states, countries, whatever? <laughs> it was the opposite <laughs> for <We're> us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was horrible for us. <laughs> it was a fun year, though. Uh, you know, we had to reinvent the wheel, which was kind of exciting. You get Everything gets a little monotonous as you do it for decades, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of fun to have to reinvent the wheel, figure out how to do business again, and it was an enjoyable year, but it was a busy year. That's true. That is a common theme, like that that small business or you know medium sized business ingenuity, and that you really yeah. had to like crank that up. Yeah. Well, initially year. we did a lot of deliveries to people's houses when the pandemic was brand new, and nobody was sure really how dangerous everything was, and uh, so we started taking a lot of online orders. We sold more product online than we've ever sold before. We did more delivers deliveries to people's houses we do more pickups than ever before we had to have people form lines one person mm-hmm. in per salesperson the good news about that nobody's a tire kicker after waiting for 15 minutes in a line they're a buyer <laughs> and uh, so but it was it was interesting and because availability was so poor our buyer Justin did a phenomenal job of of sourcing as much product as was possible and we had heard early on when the virus is only in China and they just come off of a two-week shutdown for the Chinese New Year that product would become hard to get anyway that was not knowing it was going to the virus would be in the United States so we talked to our two biggest vendors listened to what they thought and we said we're gonna buy everything we can possibly buy we really believe there will be a shortage so we were very fortunate that we beefed up our inventory aggressively and it immediately went away once people got tired of being stuck inside uh, but it was a blessing that we had that inventory initially. And uh, so then the guys had to figure out how to sell product that we didn't have, but was coming in in 30, 60, or 90 days. And they did a great job of that. So to Biff's point of reinventing the wheel, last year was a very unique year, a fun year, exciting year, a year that would you want to do it over again? Well, maybe or maybe not. There were good <laughs> and bad parts to it as, as anything in life. And so, uh, so it was really kind of exciting, though, to kind of bust up the normal and do something different. And we're very fortunate that we are in this industry that was successful last year versus other industries that people that we know that are in business that are struggling and, and their businesses that are that are really uh, have gone out of business. There's some that will go out of business. And so we're very fortunate to be in the, in the bicycling business. That's true. Yeah, no, that, that's that, that's well put. Um, Bicycling versus movie theaters, for instance. Much exactly different right. picture of yes. the year. Yes. So. Well, thanks for talking through all this and helping all of us, all the listeners, get ready for the bicycling year ahead now that the temperatures are getting warmer and we can look forward to events like Ragbri and we can stay safe and masked up when we're mingling with people, but we can get out there and crank some miles. So appreciate the time. Yeah. I'll go charge an e-bike for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. I might need it. I'm not walking so well today. I, I pulled my back. So Thanks, Kyle. Nice seeing you. Thanks. Thanks again for listening. Let us know what you think of the show by leaving a rating and a review. They really help us out a lot and help others find the show. For more information, check out justgobike.net. The show's theme song was written, produced, and performed by Ryan Steer. Brian Powers is the show's producer, and the Just Go Bike podcast is brought to you by the Des Moines Register, a part of the USA Today Network.